0: Emotions do vary during the day because in motorsport from the morning to the evening, you're going to go through the roller coaster of emotions.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Michael Zakand, founder and creator of Our Future, the business podcast for young people, where in short, high-energy interviews, three times a week, you will get exclusive industry insights and career advice from the brightest minds in business. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Dilba Gill, the CEO of Mahindra Racing a motorsports team that competes in Formula E, which is the highest tier of racing for electric vehicles. Gil and I discussed what it took to launch a race team from scratch, the importance of Formula E from a sustainability and innovation perspective, and why it's vital to celebrate your successes in the business world. Hope you guys enjoy. I've brought a lot of you know interesting, very accomplished people onto this show, but very few, or none at all, have launched a race team Um, in an entirely new motorsport series from scratch. So for anyone that hasn't seen a Formula E race, could you just talk about how it works? Like what are the dynamics?
0: Like what to expect as a fan? Our event is a one day event. So we do everything in one single day, which normally is a Saturday. Talking about teams, we have 12 teams. Each team has two cars. We have 24 cars on the grid. There's a lot of intense racing, so there is a lot of contact in the sport because we are in cities, the walls are very close by, we don't have run-off areas, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, as I said, rubbing is racing or racing is rubbing or whatever it is. I think. So we guys do a lot of that. And at the end of the day, I think the most interesting part for us is when we start the race, we have a certain amount of energy in a battery. And that amount of energy does not let us go flat-out racing. So it's not that you can get on the throttle and just drive flat-out. We have to regenerate back into the battery. So we have to lift off the throttle. We have to coast. We have to regen. So there's a lot of uh, strategy going on. It's how do I manage you know, uh, constraints, how we're going to manage all of that. And then that's how it sort of gets interesting. So at the end of the day, it's the most efficient driver wins the race, not the fastest driver.
1: Let's go back to 2013. Super exciting. The Formula E is announced, right? This new series with fully electric race cars. Uh, what was kind of the first thing that you needed to do to get this thing rolling, to get a car ready for the launch of this, this Formula E series?
0: We at Mahindra were looking to ensure that by 2022, like 30% of our entire fleet would be electric or hybrid. And I'm talking now, okay, like literally 10 years ago when this vision sort of came in mind. The proposal from Formula E came up to us saying that, okay, we are starting an electric racing championship. Would you guys be interested in that? And I said, wow, well, this is something amazing. This is just right at the right time for us. Well, I think when we started, uh, we were very naive, which is good. We did not know what we did not know. So we didn't have too many constraints in our mind. We were like totally getting into uncharted territory. We had never raced a four-wheeler anywhere in the world. So for us, everything was unknown. So initially, we sort of worked on a totally outsourced model. We we took a race team in uh, England, and we said, okay, here's Formula e. You're going to run, uh, run it for us. We pay you an amount of money. And you start learning in terms of how you guys run a race car. We would work on the electric and the powertrains. But as the championship got a lot more competitive, you said, okay, we're going to bring the whole thing in-house. And today we have a whole team of nearly 65 people in-house.
1: What is the most interesting part of running a race team that you didn't even expect going into
0: it? I think for me, what really satisfied me was that we're taking a brand new concept around the world. So like this is something which people didn't even believe uh, a year or two ago that this could exist, like racing electric cars in city centers. So there's two things, racing electric cars and we're bringing the race to a city center. So we basically took the race to them rather than them coming to a racetrack, et cetera. So just think of the idea like going to Beijing in 2014 for the first race, and right down, right next to Bird's Nest Stadium. And a few years ago, you saw the Olympics there, and you saw the stadium all lit up. And who do you ever imagine that we would be racing a car around that uh, that stadium? And, and thereafter, going on to cities like Hong Kong, New York, etc. So I think from that perspective, I think the whole concept of just taking this out and introducing people and then seeing people's eyes sort of pop when they saw the car, wow, this electric car, this is what it can do, and that's something which is really amazing. So the journey of converting or not converting, I'd say introducing petrol heads to become spark heads, that I think was really cool.
1: Spark heads, I haven't heard that one before, but I, I like that terminology. So so yeah, there's all these great angles that drive this new series from a societal perspective, from a social perspective, from a performance perspective. The one thing you hit on was the city center, like people don't have to leave um, cities to go to racetracks anymore which was kind of inaccessible. Like it's obviously costly to get to those racetracks. And now you can bring motorsport like right into the heart of where people live and also with no noise and and no pollution. I mean, what part of this the Formula E, like electric racing excites you the most? Is it the performance of the cars? Is it the sustainability and the kind of impact on the planet or the opportunity to expose more people to motorsport?
0: I would agree with what all you said, okay, in terms of excitement, in terms of sustainability thing. But I think the most important for me, the topic uh, is that it's very relevant. We We are racing in a championship, which is very relevant to today's world. Okay, when I talk about relevance, I'm not talking about relevance just from, okay, it ticks the box of sustainability, et cetera. It's also in terms of technology transfer to the road. I think that's really important is this is a championship where we can actually transfer technology of what you're racing to a road car in 18 to 24 months. It doesn't; It's not a much longer time frame. So the lag of what we're racing to a road car, and as you've seen with your dad, et cetera, like they are bringing out cars that are as powerful or in fact, maybe more powerful than what we're trying to do at the racetrack. And that's the the synergy between a road car and a race car is so much more closer in this form of racing or this technology. That's why I say for me, relevance is really important.
1: It's so cool how it's this proving ground for electric technology that will trickle down into the car that the average person might drive one day. I think that's really exciting. So Gil, obviously you're such a competitive guy, but is there a part of you that views this as a collaboration? Like these are racing teams coming together to uncover a new future for society and for, for transportation. Is there a part of you that views it as a collaboration or are you... Are you pretty zoned in on Mahindra being the best in this in this new series?
0: I think I think both go hand in hand because when we are on the racetrack for the one hour race, we are com- we are competitors. We're going to go flat out to our best. But the other twenty three hours off the race, we are talking to each other. We are trying to work in terms of uh, jointly taking this championship forward. So there's a lot of cooperation going on. There's a lot of relevance. In fact, be funny enough, I just got off a call with six of our our fellow team owners three minutes before I jump on the call with you. Okay. We were, talking, yeah, we were talking about some stuff which is relevant and we would like to bring up in terms of changes, et cetera. So there are calls which go out. We are working pretty closely with each other, but at the same time, I think we also realize that end of the day, we are at the tr- we are on the racetrack. And our first and foremost reason of us being in Formula E is to be successful on track.
1: What did it feel like when you guys got your first win? What, what did that feel like from the perspective of building something entirely new, coming into this so naive with such little knowledge and then winning?
0: I think our first win took some time coming. We got it in the third year of racing, which was sort of in the timeline, as I told you earlier, like the first year mistake, second year improve, third year we go for performance. We got our first win there. It was hugely satisfying. Okay, that, that's There's no doubt because that day when we won, we won pretty handily. In Berlin, that is the the thing, and it was a double header, so we had a race the next day. So we obviously could not enjoy the victory too much. But we had to go, and then we were able to repeat it the next day. And I think that was really interesting and satisfying over the weekend. Is that yes, this was a weekend we became strong, very well prepared, and we were able to outclass the competition. So I think one end was yes. I think the other bits also yes. The monkeys off your back now. You have got your first victory. Okay, that there is pressure, and especially, and especially since we do carry. Um, the colours of uh, the nationality which the team is based out of, which is India, we carry quite openly and we sort of try and represent. So I think that's also pretty exciting saying that, okay, yes, for the country which we, have, we sort of represent to get uh, to hear the national anthem for the first time ever in international motorsport, with the Indian national anthem is playing, that was hugely, I would say, emotional
1: that that is amazing i can't imagine how much pride you know my dad and i used to you know remember when force india and formula 1 get so excited about that you know representing the the country do you, do you think that you've gotten better at celebrating giving yourself a pat on the back over time in motorsport there there's a lot of celebration there's a lot of glory um, and I know in business, it's great to it's great to to be able to to reflect and celebrate on your successes.
0: A win or any form of success is still celebrated. I think we enjoy it. Emotions do vary during the day because in motorsport, from the morning to the evening, you are going to go through the roller coaster of emotions. So that's what. So enjoy the moments, and you uh, know, I think the, it moments have to be celebrated. Otherwise, there's no point for you to be working you if you don't celebrate success. At the same time, analyze failure. Uh, For me, it's like, if your heartbeat's constant, do something else.
1: Have you ever found it? it's upon you to motivate the team? Say the team is performing poorly,
0: there's losses. How do you keep a team motivated? See, let's look at it. When you get into motorsport, it's normally by choice. So you're here because you're already a very self-motivated person. You're here because you're very competitive. You're you're in this thing because you know you're going to be giving away a lot of your time in terms of your weekends, your time, et cetera. You're not looking at it as a career. And I think that's something which is really important is to have a bunch of like-minded people saying that to a small extent, you don't look at this like a job. You look at it like a mission. So you do have a lot of passion. And when you talk about passion, passion is an emotion and it's an unstable emotion. So you have to have you have to be a bit unstable in the sense because you are going to be sacrificing something. You are sacrificing family time. You are sacrificing your personal time and stuff like that. But at the same time, so the way I look at it is, it's a mission. I'm here because I want to be here, and I'm here because I want to be successful. And I sort of like it sort of consumes me. And I and I'm not I'm not going to even shy away saying that people talk about work-life balance, et cetera. Yes, all those that all remains there. At the same time. We have to be dedicated, saying that yes, I, like you have to work harder because at some point in time you have to outwork your competition. The moment you yeah, the moment you're sleeping, someone else is working. So right, exactly. Let's make sure that okay, you're awake as long as you can.
1: Yeah, outwork the competition. Absolutely. I love how you describe passion and mission above of just describing it as a job. I think that's incredibly important. And I think as since you mentioned mission, um, I want to go back to sustainability. Mahindra's team was one of the first to receive accreditation. Um, And just what Formula E stands for, like if I go to the Mahindra Formula E website, the first thing I read is about the sustainability initiatives of Formula E. Why is it so important from an environmental perspective um, that electric technology be celebrated, admired, um, and understood by the public?
0: I think that's a fantastic question, uh, and I really... I think, see, from a sustainability perspective, the way we look at it is pretty simple, okay? And uh, this is a definition which we have borrowed, but we unab- unabashedly sort of live it. It's pretty simple. We look at it as that today's solutions should not be tomorrow's problems. That's, for us, the definition of sustainability. So we have to look at it from a very long-term perspective, okay? So it's just not like taking uh, care of problems today that they become product stuff tomorrow. So... How do we look at it? And I think that becomes a philosophy more than anything else, sustainability, because it's not that okay. it I can only be sustainable at work. You have to bring it back home. You have to bring it back into your personal life also. So everything what you do has to have the mind of sustainability. So when you go shopping, like what are you buying? What is the type of packaging you're using? How are you getting down to the store? What uh, like What's your wastage at the end of the thing? What are you throwing in the trash at the end of the week? How much food is going unused? Back in your trash can. I think that's all of it. So I think from, from that perspective, when you look at sustainability, you have to look at it very holistically. And I still remember the first exercise I did when you spoke about sustainability is I brought my leadership team together in a room, gave them all a sheet of paper, and I said, please define sustainability. And five people in the room and everyone wrote sustainability is different. Like they wrote it in very different words. Because each of us, when you look at it, Whenever people talk about sustainability, I also want to ask you, what is your definition of sustainability?
1: My definition of sustainability, I think, uh, doing more
0: with less. Doing more with less. Then what? Then then my next question is, are we compromising something? What's the economic cost of that? Or do it okay? If, uh, like, am I maximizing today?
1: I don't think I don't think we're maximizing today. I think that we have to make a lot of investments in infrastructure and like you're doing with technology and technology transfer into consumer cars. There is a burden up front, but the way you guys look at it, like 2035 or beyond, that's I think the way that it should be seen.
0: Because see, this this stuff, okay, like the first question I ask is if you want to be sustainable or sustainability is a mantra, why am I racing? That's a total antithesis of sustainability. Even for us, like shipping a cars around the world, taking cars, is isn't it really inefficient? There are 60 people in the in a company just to make two cars go around. Uh, round and round a track. So I think you have to also look at it. What is the trade-off in sustainability? Okay, what's the bigger picture? Where are we trying to get to? And there are going to be certain actions which we are taking today which are not potentially aligned. So there are times where people say, like, Why are you getting on a plane and flying? Good question. If you can talk about sustainability, I think we have to sort of look at the bigger picture. And for us, I think we've taken a conscious call is that let's try and make more rapid, the Implementation of electric mobility, and I think that's where we're coming on. The more people, the quicker we can make more people use electric mobility, the bigger impact it's going to have on a longer period of time. And that thing, I think, that's the mantra of Formula e.
1: Absolutely, I, I I can get behind that mantra. So I I know uh, we've we've used up a lot of our time here, but I'd love to end with your piece of career advice to a young student launching their career today. I would say I say like always, like follow your
0: heart. But take your head with you.
1: I, I often uh, just follow my heart, leave my head behind. So,
0: <laughs> but take the head longer. Take, take the head with you. You'll you need it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dilba Gill, CEO of Mahindra Racing, giving us a backstage pass into a really exciting universe in motorsports and industry at the forefront of tech and media and competition. Hope you guys enjoyed today's interview. Be with you again this week with two more episodes. So, stay frosty.